Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Broadcasting from the Golden Spread of Texas, this is The Fred Hughes Show. With each episode, we introduce to you an inspiring person or message to help you grow and unlock your potential in life. I'm Fred Hughes, professional photographer, pastor, teacher, author, and your show host. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to this episode brought to you by the Faithful Partners of Decision Ministry. Okay, well, welcome this afternoon for um, Thursday night live Bible study, um, live cast, we call it. Anyway, this is uh, just a way that we have to actually preach the word, teach the word. Kind of started back in the, in the midst of the COVID thing. It's still functioning and going on. And uh, so we're still doing it. I don't know that I'm going to ever stop it because I enjoy doing these sessions and having guests in and, uh, and just doing, doing uh, preaching and teaching the gospel. Um, we're not wearing masks or anything anymore, but we are enjoying uh, just being able to fellowship. So it's either me and, and the viewers, or it is me and a guest and the viewers. Either way, it kind of takes on a third dimension whenever we uh, acknowledge that uh, we may be doing this via video. Uh, but the Lord God is here with us, and so that makes it really a, a three-stranded cord. And that's not easily broken. That's a, a good thing to have. And so... That makes it that third dimension, and I want to be able to have it so that you can connect to what we're doing here. We actually have a um, call-in line, and that call-in line is um, for the United States, unfortunately. Let me see if I can get the uh, picture of that up, and uh, we'll. this is our prayer line. It's, uh, the prayer line is 806 338-2929. That prayer hotline is a area code 806-338-2929. They can talk to you in English or in Spanish. And uh, so we just want to make that available to you uh, so that you can know that um, at any time, the Lord may touch your heart and you may have um, some response. You may need to pray with somebody about what we're talking about. Uh, perhaps you just have some loved ones that you need somebody to uh, kind of take hold of you um, and just pray with you about something. Uh, those people are, are here. They're, they're available. Uh, you just call into that number. There's a little menu and just you know, whether it's English or Spanish, you want to talk to. And those people can pray with you. They're all filled with the Spirit. They're all well-trained in, in the Bible. They know how to pray with people. They're awesome folks. And so just give that number a call. Once again, 806, area code uh, 338-2929. And so take advantage of that. Uh, before we get going, I, I remind you of a little book that I have. If you go to our website, it's decision1.org. Uh, the word decision and then the numeral one.org uh, is very easy to find. There's a little place on there, a little page to, uh, where you can click and it'll take you to where you can order the book or whatever. So, lovely little book and uh, spent a lot of time to create it and it's a really it's really i think well made and and uh has a great message to your kid in fact i would um i would kind of challenge you go to your local library and look and see what kids have available to them every uh, agenda 
of every kind is presented to your children in the public libraries. Um, I just encourage you, buy, buy a book that's worth reading and put it in your local library. I believe you'll have some good return from that. Um, there's just not very many, not, not a lot of choice. There's choices in there, but there's, there's not a lot of choices. Uh, so anyway, I just encourage you on that. Um, also, tonight I'm going to give away a, uh, a little booklet written by my friend Gary uh, Preston. He is an Australian. And he had a call one day from a friend and he was just, this person was asking him some questions and they were good. They were kind of, they're a little different, um, but down under is a little different. And I, my friend wrote this little book based on this, this young man that, that asked him some questions or it's great. It's a dynamic little book. It's uh, does God use tough times to make me rely on him? And I can just tell you that he, God can use anything to help you rely upon him. He doesn't need tough times to do it, but he can certainly work through tough times and turn them to make. Does he cause the tough times? No, but he can certainly use uh, tough times to, to bring us into a little closer focus on what's going on with uh, God. So I'm just going to, uh, whoever sends a little word in i'm going to out of those uh, uh respond if you're looking on facebook or if you're looking on um, youtube both of those have places to where you can uh, write a little note and out of all of those we're going to just select somebody and send them out one of uh, one of these little booklets okay well i just really uh, am excited about tonight because I have not really nailed down some specific thing that I am really supposed to hammer on. I've got about four or five different things that that I don't know where I'm going to wind up tonight, but I'm going to start in the book of Ephesians. If you'll turn with me to Ephesians, just the very first chapter of Ephesians. Ephesians is so full, so rich in so many different ways. But I honestly can say to you that I believe for Christendom right now, there's so many woes, so many weird, such weirdness going on out there. And so many things flying around in the air um, about the instability of the world right now. And I just really think that one of the things that we're supposed to do as a Christian is to just keep our cool, not lose it, not run off and start grabbing hold of everything and trying everything different and new and looking for, you know, some answer outside of the Word of God, because our answer is right here. And this book is not, it's for every Christian. I don't, you know, I am quite against uh, the denominationalism that we have. I, I, I quite don't agree with all of these different opinions that, um, that men have come up with. And I just think that we've all missed it. We don't, no one knows everything. No one has the entire answer to it except for Jesus. He's given his spirit to us, the Holy Spirit. And it says that he will teach us all things that we have need of knowing. So this is the book. Not, it's not Methodist. It's not Baptist. It's not Pentecostal. It's not Assemblies of God. It's not Lutheran. It's not Catholic. It's not. It's it's none of those things. It's Christian. It's disciples who believe Jesus, and that's who this book is written for. The the bride of Christ. And so uh, I just I just encourage you, brothers and sisters, lay down all of your did not take off your your denominational glasses and lay them down, lay them aside. Uh, forget that. If I go and buy you a brand new Bible with all white pages, no no underlining, like I've got in mind. Just just go buy a brand new fresh Bible and start to read in the New Testament and and really 
take on, take in what uh, God has to say to you. Ask him, Holy Spirit, sit down here with me as I read your word and you teach me what I need to know out of it. You show me what it is that, that you want to show me. Um, and he'll do that. He will actually, I mean, there's not another book that I know of that comes complete with the author. Holy Spirit's the one that wrote this thing. And so as the author of the book sits down next to you and you, sit, and you have opportunity to read through it and say, now, what did you mean by this right here? And then let the Holy Spirit teach you. It's okay for you to go look up a Greek word or, you know, I keep my phone by me all the time. I can find out what the Greek word says for that. I can go reference someplace else and I can do a little research out and around and about it to verify, you know, certain thing. But if I go with an agenda where I'm looking for something to prove my denominational slant, then I am missing it. In fact, I can be in deep error doing that. And uh, let me just tell you, I've, I've, I've been in two or three different denominational things uh, and even non-denominational. And I'm just telling you, everybody's got it, you know, we, we none of us have it all. Some of us may be a little bit more mature than others, but not, I don't think it's, really that much it's just this is the word this is what we feed on this is the strength that we have and so in ephesians i think uh is one of these baseline uh kind of books that we need to go to that we need to stay in um and really examine what it is that god is saying to us uh, from a baseline level um the word of God is not necessarily complicated. Um, it takes a theologian to really make it complicated enough to where you can't understand it. Uh, so uh, jump over that and just read the word as it's written for yourself and let the Holy Spirit tell you what it is that it's meaning and where it is that you need to go to next, what you should research and what you shouldn't. And just and just take it as it is. It's the inspired word of God. It is life to us. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, he says, this is what you plant yourself in. This is like a man planted by a by a, a river. It, it it enables us to reach deeply into, you know, that so the so the true source and make the discoveries ourselves to where we're not dependent on something else our, our leaves won't wither in the when the sun comes out and our and our branches won't dry up and and shed the leaves whenever you know it gets a little bit cold outside or it gets a little bit um it just you know it god will cause us to thrive as long as we're planted beside this. I'm writing a book right now, it's called Beside the Still Water. It's all about our relationship, and a, a, a strong relational um, existence in Christ Jesus. And it's just, I think you will enjoy it. I hope I can get it finished before too long into a publisher, but uh, I think one of the points that I, that, that I want to make tonight is just that we need to go back to the basic things and we need to renew our strength in the Lord. We need to uh, find some scriptures that we need to really meditate on, think about them, uh, re-examine them, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to um, take us to a place of even repentance. The word repentance means to change your thinking. Now, let me just tell you, I, I mean, I've, like I said, I've grown up in some denominational things and, and I have been some places that have learned a bunch of stuff. And let me just tell you that, you know, every once in a while, the Holy Spirit will, will hand you a sledgehammer and say, I want that wall tore down. I want that, that, that thinking tore down. And let me show you what I meant. Let me teach you the truth that will set you free and get rid of that just throw it out because it's not from me and there's i'm just telling you 
you've got them. You may think you don't. You may think you've got it all figured out. And let me just tell you, that is your problem. You don't have it all figured out. We're going to be an eternity. God has not given all of his revelation out. He's going to, we're going to keep discovering new things about him. We're going to just start uh, completely uh, be enamored with what is in here that we never saw. I mean, it's truth is truth forever. But men's doctrines, men's teachings are not always accurate or lined up correctly with this word of God. The moment you become willing to lay down some of the things that you have stood on, think you know, and then let God, let the Holy Spirit teach you what it really means, what he really means in his word, you will have more aha moments. You will see the truth emerging out of the words of the scriptures, and you will see your heart changing and being refined by the living God. That's my promise to you. So I'm going to just go to um, Ephesians. And I want to, in verse 3, it just begins. I mean, he, he gives an opening salutation. Uh, this is Paul, the apostle. Um, uh, he calls himself Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. <clears throat> the will of God is what we want. We want to be operational in God's will. And God has his will written down. This is a testament. That means a will. This is the will of God. If you can find it here, you can believe it and you can stand on it and you will be in the will of God. You don't have to wonder. You can know. Okay? And so base, uh, verse 3 just says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Man, that is a mouthful. And that's just what I want to kind of hammer down on tonight a little bit is that every little morsel can be gleaned for huge things here. So he's, he's just speaking a blessing. Uh, blessed be God and, God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we need to, on a regular base, basis, just stop and bless God. Say, thank you, Father, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come and live and dwell in me, and, and you, you cause miraculous living to be extraordinary living, to be available to me through you and what Jesus has done, what the Father has lovingly given us. Oh, man, I'm just telling you that it's just – Take a moment or two, even all through the day, to just do what he did right there. Just stop and bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Get acknowledged that the good God of the universe loves you and wants you to have the very best. It says, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He doesn't hold anything back from us, folks. I mean, he has blessed us. It's already been done. That's past tense. He has blessed. It's already ours. He's already given it to us. He has blessed us. You are walking in the blessings of God. If you're, if you're a child of God, if you've been born again, you are walking in the blessings of God, in the blessings of Abraham, all the way back there in that covenant. You got it. Before. Man, I'm just telling you, he, and he's not holding any of those spiritual blessings back from us. None of them have passed away. Sorry. I know some of your doctrinal things are going to tell you, oh, that all passed away. No, it didn't. Lie. That, I'm just telling you straight. I'm telling you the truth. You read your Bible and you'll find out that is a ball-faced lie. It's an excuse not to have to do anything. I'm, I know I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm, it's, it's time for us to get a little stronger because this is perilous time. This is tough time. This is time we need to know some meat and not milk. 
This is time when we need to be able to stand up and be strong and roar like a lion. This is not the time for us to be mealy mouthing around and saying, I hope, I pray. I mean, I sure hope God will do that. And I just don't, you know, all that stuff passed away. So I don't know what we're supposed to do. We, I just hope we hurry up and die and fly. That's stupid. So we're here. We're occupying. We've got work to do. Jesus prepared his disciples and whenever he started them in ministry, and he it, read read the part about the twelve disciples. What did he do? He put them together to he two by two sent them out. He, he said, "Here's what you do. This is what I empower you to do." And he never took that power away, ever. You still have it. The same thing that he gave them, you have it right now. And that is go heal the sick. Are you out healing the sick? Cast out devils. Are you out casting out demons out of people? Are you are you commanding that sickness go and that the demonic oppression of people go? What was Jesus sent here to do? That's right. To defeat the works of the devil. And it wasn't just him that did it. He handed us the authority to go and do it in his name. He gave us a signet ring where we can sign his name to our commands, and that is get up, rise, and walk, and be healed in Jesus' name. That little in Jesus' name, that's the authority. Uh, the Sadducees and the Pharisees are always asking Jesus, where did you get the authority to do these things? Yeah. Where? He was the Word. He is the Word. He has given us His authority. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Those are three things He sent them out to do, and then preach the gospel. That was the fourth thing. Today, fourth. <laughs> Today we do the one, we do the fourth and, and forget the first three. And I'm just telling you, that's not that is not what the scriptures tell us to do. He he went one page over. If you just, I mean, it might might even be on the same same page. But whenever he sent out the seventy, he repeated the same thing and empowered them the same way. It wasn't just the twelve disciples. He gave it to all of those people. Guess what? When the upper room happened, he even gave them more power, dunamis power this time instead of. Um, just the, the authority power that they had before that. But now then he drops his spirit into them. And it's no longer, you know, Emmanuel, God with us. But now it's God in us. Dwelling in us. We are basically suited up with Jesus. When we Jesus is suited up with us. Man. I'm just telling you, we have much power. If the, every, if the believers ever get a hold of an inkling of the power that we actually have, this world will look different. But there's been those lies. All that passed away. Oh, we can't do that anymore. I've never seen anything happen like that. I've ne Well, that's because you don't believe it. You hadn't read it. You haven't believed it. And you haven't attempted it. Faith without works is dead. You've got to put some works together with it, and it takes an operation of faith. And here, I mean, just go on. He who has blessed, this is uh, verse uh, 3 again. Let me just, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Now, it's important that we're in Christ, all right? Uh, Christ is in us. We are in him. That means we're born again. And uh, also we can be filled with that spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that more. Just as he closed, uh, chose us in him before the foundation of the world. You were chosen. Listen to that, man. He chose you before he even built the world, before he even put the murky, muddy circle in the in the universe, in the cosmos, he already planned, he chose you. That's, that, I mean, that, that, I can't comprehend that. I don't know that we'll ever be able to comprehend that. 
But that's what it says. Now, that's exciting to me. <clears throat> that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us. I mean, if He made us before the He, he made the world, I'd say that He had a predetermined idea of what He wanted, what kind of life He wanted for us. Yeah, he, he did. Did that mean that we have no choice in the matter? No, it didn't say that. It just says that he pre he, he has a destiny that he has for us. Jeremiah 29, 29 says, I have plans for you, good plans, plans to prosper you, plans for a future and a hope. Has everybody got, is everybody living that out, walking that out? No, <clears throat> no. He, wants every, he, he, he wrote everybody's name down in the Lamb's Book of Life, and it says that we won't be blotted out if we believe in Him. How many people choose, have chosen not to believe in Him, and therefore they're not going to have that their name can't remain? I, I'm sorry, but that's His plan. His plan is for everyone to be saved, that none are lost. That's his plan. Now, just read your scripture, okay? Just read your scripture. None perish, that none perish, but that all, everyone, even the bad guys, he wishes, he hopes, he wants, he's provided a way. You know, I find that really hard to believe that Jesus, who already knows in advance, Who's going to choose him and who's not? Who, who's going to choose to follow Jesus? He already knows. He knows. He, he, he understands. He, he's the one that made us. He knows, he knows what we're capable of. <clears throat> if you want to call it predetermined, you can, but it's his, his predetermination was for our good, <coughs> not for our demise. But he has to give us that free choice in order for it to be free, there has to be a free choice. We have to be able to choose not to follow him, or it wouldn't be a free choice. It would just be an on-demand um, dictatorial um, situation. No, he loves you so much that he will let you choose to not follow him. That blows my mind. It's the truth. That's what it says right here. So that, but he paid for every single person on the, on the face of the earth. Enough of his blood was taken. Enough stripes were put on his back. Enough um, torment went through his mind and, and will and emotion to free and set free every and pay for all of the shortcomings of humanity through all of time. All means all. I mean, he didn't miss it. Wow. Man, oh man. I'm telling you what, uh, that's the good news. That is the good news. He paid for all of the sins, for all times, for all people, for all sin. Man, let me, let me just go on here. It says, uh, it says, uh, uh, let's see, verse 5, having predestined us to, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. Uh, man, I mean, he paid the way for us to come to him. And, and it's just so according to the good pleasures of his will. To praise let me just stop with that one. According to the good pleasure of his will, not your will, his will. He wills that you have what he paid for. That's his will. Everything he's paid for. And if you read Isaiah 53, you'll find out he started in the garden and he paid for all of those mind things, the mind, the will, and the emotion that makes up the soul. He, he dealt with all those, that soulish realm for us. He took all of our mental torment. He took all of the anguish, the fear, the, 
the disappointments, the embarrassment, the shame, all of that stuff he took and put upon himself and paid for. He sweat great drops of blood right there in the, in the, in the Garden of Eden. And then he moved on to the second frame of, of where he took on the, the whipping post. He was lashed to a post and then he was lashed with a whip. And it was it was tore it tore his body it tore his face it it, it mutilated him ten times worse than what Mel Gibson portrayed it to be and that was kind of gruesome but uh, it, it was nothing I mean the one word in the Greek is kind of we get our definition of hamburger meat uh, is kind of what it's describing that the, the, his flesh was so torn that he wasn't even recognizable as a human being. That's the kind of whipping and, and beating and uh, that he suffered for you and me. That took care of everything that uh, uh, hurts our body, sicknesses and diseases. And he took on all of those things. He took on whatever can attack your body, um, being maimed, being, uh, you know, anything that attacks your body, uh, any disease, any malady, any mishap. Uh, he took all of that onto himself, just like he took all of those mental and uh, mind, will, and emotion things, that soulish ram. He dealt with that first, then he dealt with by his stripes. He was healed. He was healed. Isaiah points forward by his stripes, you are healed. Uh, Matthew points back by his stripes, you were healed. You are healed. You were healed. I mean, you were. Anyway, <laughs> it it's it's pointing both directions. Point back to that cross. That's when he did it. He took those things on at the garden, at the whipping post, and then he moved on to the cross where he took your sin. And unfortunately, today much of the church relegates all of that to just the cross. Let me just tell you the Bible, Jesus did so much. He, I'm not really, I'm not downplaying the cross. Without that, you would not be able to be with Jesus. The cross was vitally important. It is extremely, it is the central thing. Unless you're born again, you can't, you can't receive anything from Christ. That's paramount. But the way he ordered it, men fell in the garden. And so he went back to the garden. He started right there. And it was this mind, will, and emotion that got people in trouble to begin with. And he worked on that, forgave, set all that apart. And then he went on and he took the stripes. And then he finalized everything by taking all of the sin upon himself. Let me just tell you, those who preach that only, only the cross are not giving you the full gospel. That's not what Jesus preached. It's not what the disciples preached. So what gospel did, the, did they preach? They preached Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Go read it for yourself, okay? Just don't. Go, go look it up yourself. I challenge you. Find out what Jesus did for you. And then you're going to find out that somebody is not telling you two thirds of what you need to know. They're just centered in on one thing that your sins are forgiven. They don't give you that mind, will, and emotion, that soulish rim, all that that Jesus paid for so that we can live in the dirty now and now and deal with all of the things that go on up here in this mind, will, and emotion. All of those things that drag us off and torment us and, and, and condemn us and drag us down, Jesus paid for that just as much, exactly like He paid for your sins to be forgiven from you. And then He moves on by His stripes. You are healed. Listen, He paid for that too. Somebody that says Jesus doesn't heal anymore. Jesus doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't do that. We'll, and one day he'll heal us, you know, when we get to heaven. No, no. He 
provided a way for us to have healing now. I have seen blind eyes open. I've seen the the dead raised. I have seen the uh, lame walk. I've seen feet that were backwards flip around forward. I have seen deformities come pop open. I've seen Jesus heal uh, hundreds and thousands of times over and over and over. Everything from a headache to to nasty stuff, okay? It, I'm just telling you, whoever tells you that Jesus is not healing today is just not, he, they, they have not believed for it, and they have not seen what God is doing in the earth. They need to get a life because it's out there. All you got to do is believe the Word of God and watch what God does and will show you. He will take your little hands when you suit up, when he suits up with me, when the Holy Spirit comes in and fills you, now then he is inside of you. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells now inside of you. And the fullness of his power is still there to raise the, the dead, to heal the sick, to open blind eyes, to do everything. Some of these people that claim that everything went away, uh, they're stealing from you the opportunity to see the miraculous happen in your life, to see God's hand moving and healing people and setting people free and releasing them from demonic torment. And let me just tell you, the rise of all of this TV stuff and videos and movies and stuff that just magnifies the devil, it has people thinking that that, that, that there's this war going on between the good guys and the bad guys, and the bad guys seem to be way better at this stuff than, 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 the, than the good guys. That is a lie. I'm just telling you, you're, you're, you're filling yourself full of doubt and unbelief, and you're glorifying the wrong king. The king of this world doesn't need your glorification. He needs to be put down, taken down, and set aside. Now, are the demonic things powerful? Yes, they are. But the king of kings is so much more powerful that it's not even funny. There's no comparison whatsoever. None. Okay? Jesus has already defeated him. He's done. It's over for him, and he knows it. He's got just a little bit of time to where he can still do do a few things uh, because he's Jesus is waiting. He's the Father is waiting, giving you an opportunity to turn toward Him and to help others come to Him and not suffer the separation from Him. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm hellfire and brimstone preaching here, and I and I'm just telling you, I'm not going to apologize for it. That's the good news is that we don't have to apologize for it. It's the truth, and it'll set you free. It'll set other people free. It's exactly what we need, why we need it, and it's all in here, and it is the will of God. God's, it is God's will for you to be well. You can shake your head if you want to. It's in here, and I'm an eyewitness of his more than capable capable of doing it. And I don't care what you've got, God wants you well. You may be, you know, sick and throwing your guts up right now, but I'm telling you straight up, if you'll believe God and receive his healing, he'll set you free from that just like he set you free from your sin. And do it in a heartbeat. Seeing it happen over and over and over again. All right. Uh, ben, I'm not making very good, very good progress with Ephesians tonight, but I'm just telling you, there's a lot into it. every little morsel. Go and think through it. In Him we have re, verse seven. In Him we have redemption through His blood. He has redeemed us, the forgiveness of our sins. He has paid for those sins according to the riches of His. Grace. Listen to me. 
everything you get from God comes because of his grace. He's already bought and paid for all of the things we've been talking about. It's paid in full. He came and he made the paid the price and now he went back and sets with beside the whole the uh, the father and it, it's all done when he said telelestai it means he said that means it is finished the debt is paid it's done and he like a like a lawyer says okay i rest my case and he goes and sits down he said he said it doesn't mean that he doesn't have more to say it doesn't mean that he couldn't do something else it just says I'm done. I've already, I've finished it. I'm complete. There's nothing else that I need to say about this matter. I'm sitting down. And that's what he did. Yeah. It's done. It's bought. It's paid for. It's done. It's finished. The enemy is defeated and the King of Kings is the victor. And if you're a believer in the King of Kings and walk alongside of him and one of his, you will rule and reign forever with him if not you will be eternally separated from him you're none of his your choice plain and simple i'm not being mean i'm not being anything except truthful i love you enough to tell you the truth and that is why i have this program and i bring witness after witness after witness different people that have testimony of the good things God's done for you. That's the purpose of this whole thing. Why, why am I going to waste my time if there's not a purpose? That's the purpose. You're the purpose. You, your friends that you know is to build you up in your most holy faith so that you can witness to your friend, so that you can have the boldness that you need to be able to stand up and resist the temptation uh, of, of cowering down and being just overcome and compromised because you're a coward to say anything or stand up or have, an, have a voice against the evil of this world present day no we've got if you're born again you need you need to be standing up if you're not born again you need to get born again first and then you can stand up but let me just tell you that's why we're here so which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mysteries of his will. And tonight you've been made known the mysteries of his will. The mystery is he wrote it all down. It's right here. And you have to get into it. You have to read it for yourself. Uh, you don't go to school. Your, your mama didn't send you to school so that she could learn for you. She sent you to school so you can learn and you have to pick up the books and you have to learn the mathematics you have to read the, the history lessons you have to, you have to study and show yourself approved you you need to get into the word of god i mean how much more important is the word of god than a textbook that'll help you maybe get a job later on maybe not but it might help you know how to spell and write a letter correctly if you pay attention in English class. What it's important and education is important. I don't devalue that. I think it's very important, but it's nothing as important as this. This teach you how to live life and how to live successfully, how to live it victoriously, how to be an overcomer and not a somebody that's drilled down under and stepped on trodden by the earth you know this there's a scripture about uh, it says uh who the salt you are the salt of the earth and if salt has lost its taste then it's worth it's worthless it has no value it ha it can only be tossed out on the ground and walked on that's the only value it has I, that Brothers and sisters, that's not the kind of report I want to, to, to have 
said of me, I want to be salt. I want to put some taste in things. I want to be salty. I want to be of service to mankind. I want to be noticed by men who who desire to have some of what I have, desire for me to come into their life and salt it, to make them thirsty for the Word of God, salt it so that they would crave for, for more of the wonderful water, refreshing, living water of God to, to come to them. Hey, let me just tell you, I, I don't want to be numbered with thrown out to be walked on. Do you? No, I don't. I sure don't. Man, wow. Well, I'm chasing rabbits, but I'm sorry about that anyway. I, I, let me go back. I, I just want to uh, get down to this last part. I'm going to jump all the way to verse 12 here. Um, then we who first trusted in Christ should be. Wow, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We should be something worthy of his praise. He should be pointing at us and saying, look at that. That's one of my kids. Watch him go. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, your father watches you. Your father is proud of you. After you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. That is, I could spend two hours just on that. I mean, it is so loaded, so full. Anyway, in him who also trusted. Did you know Jesus trusted the Father? Yeah. Do you know that the Holy Spirit trusts the Son? Do you know that we if we want to see the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and kind of get an idea of who in the world they are, we just look at any one of them because they're all the same. The one God. The Father looks just like the Son. The Son looks just like the Holy Spirit. They're one. And the Holy Spirit lives in you, empowers you so that you look like them so that you can act like them, so that you are empowered to do what they want you to do. Man, to know what they want you to know. That's so powerful. Man, the gospel, your salvation, the good news, your salvation, in whom also having believed, you know, you got to believe the good news or you can't have it. That's how we, that's how we get it. Our, our faith is a response to what God has done. You understand that? It's not what we've done because <clears throat> if we do something to get it, then that is, that, that means that we paid for it. We did something. <clears throat> and we need to get paid for it. We earned it. Now, that's what the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. says, for by grace, it's his grace. It's what he did. It's what Jesus did. That's what bought it. That is what makes it available to us. He's already accomplished it. He has it. He's wrapped it up as a precious gift, and he is ready to hand it to you. Here's how you get it. It says that same verse, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. You have to believe. It goes on to clarify that real, real good. It says not by works. At least any, any of you want to brag about what you've been doing. It's not anything that you do that matters. That's, as Paul put it, dumb. Okay, that's 
my accomplishments are nothing. It's what God has accomplished and what he offers as a gift. When you receive it, it's that's your response. You believe, are believing what he has done and receiving the gift that he offers. That is what it's all about. Man, I'm just telling you, I'm, like I said, I could go on for another couple hours on this one little scripture right here. But let me let me finish right quick. In whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Wow, man, I I, I tell you, I can't even fathom this. I can't. You you were you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, when you got born again, here's what happened. He completed you. He, he, he completed you for all eternity. One third of you is finished. Okay? Spirit, soul, and body. Spirit is done. He took his Holy Spirit and he implanted himself inside of you. He put the holy, his holy dwelling place. You are literally the Ark of the Covenant received the dwelling place of God, and it's perfect. Your new man, when you got born again, you were given a new heart. You were given a new man. That new man is perfect as it will ever be throughout eternity. It's sealed by the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't perfect, God couldn't be there. Come on, get that little BB brain going and understand that much at least. If it was not holy, God couldn't dwell there. Right? Thank you. <laughs> I heard that amen over there. That, that was good preaching for us. All right, listen to me. That's, that is the good news. God has finished you. You are perfect like him. As 1 John 1, 9 says, as he is, the last part of that verse, as he is, so are you in this world. So are we in this world. We who believe, all right? He made us perfect. We're just like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that we're perfect in our mind, will, and emotion. No, that soulish ram needs a little work on it, right? Mm, this old body, it didn't change. Did you, did, 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 did you turn into a, a, a female if you were a male whenever you got born again? No, he didn't, it, he didn't transform our body. It's, we've still got the same flesh and blood we may, and we have grown, and it grows older and all of that kind of thing. But we're going to get that new body. The same kind of body he was walking around when he walked through the walls when and you know and ate fish and I mean he was he was we have a we have a new body coming I I promise you we'll get that later on we'll we'll be finished with that later on we'll get it <clears throat> and we can work on that mind will and emotions too Joyce Myers wrote a book about um, the renewing of the mind. But really, it's the renewing of the soul. It's, it's the mind, the will, and the emotion, because all three of those the enemy can use to drag, put a hook in you and drag you away. Amen? That's true. And we need to put the Word of God in our old thinking and renew our mind, change our thinking to God talk. We need to put the way God talks, that's the Word of God here, and we need to put that into our spirit. We need to have that coming out of our mouth, and we need to be talking God talk. We need to be quoting Scripture. We need to be saying things that affect the kingdom in our life and bring victory and prosperity and healing and salvation uh, and everything that God wants to bring to us that we get it by sowing seeds out of our mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, those, and what we speak, we're designed to like God. We're made in his image. And what we speak are words. <clears throat> words are seed. That's what the word of God says. Words are seed. And so what comes out of our mouth 
it, it falls to the ground, it takes root somewhere, it starts coming up and it starts producing. That's why it's so important for us, <coughs> excuse me, to um, recognize that it's, that it's important for us to speak right, to say the right things, uh, because it produces in our life and in other people's life as well. So that's an important part too. But man, I'll tell you what, I didn't get near as far as I wanted to in Ephesians here, but let me just remind you that the truth will set you free. And you need to go in and you need to um, not just stuff it down, not just read by it, not just put a check mark by, I read my little thing today. No, it's, it's going in and and really digging into the word and discovering and meditating and thinking about and allowing the Holy Spirit to come and teach you the truth, show you what it is that he has for you, uh, give you the ability to, to not only understand, but to activate it, to bring it into to reach up into heaven and bring it into this world faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of god mm -hmm. so if you want to build up your faith read the word also says pray in the spirit so you need to be filled with the holy spirit in order to be able to pray in the spirit but you can do that if you're born again you can ask Jesus to give you that, ask the Holy Spirit to give you the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and that gives you all of the stuff that's listed and, and enumerated and talked about in the book of Acts. It's good stuff. All of it's good. Remember, you know, Jeremiah 29, 29 just says, I have good plans for you. Another place it says, would your father give you, you know, an, a, a scorpion instead of an egg? No, I mean, it's it, it, it's not bad stuff. And whoever told you that it was from the devil or it wasn't for, for you or it was bad is it's going to throw you off. They're a liar. God would never give you. He's a better father than any earthly father. He would never do harm to his children. Anything that comes from God is good. Period. Close the book. Finish the sentence, man. I mean, that... Nothing else to say. I rest my case. If it's from God, it's good. And if it's in here, you can have it. It's yours. It's bought. It's paid for. It belongs to you. Learn how to operate in it. And don't believe the lies. Believe the truth. That's what sets you free. That's what gives you power. That's what puts you, brings the boldness up into you. I mean, look at the disciples and what they were, how they, how they ran away and were cowards and all of this kind of stuff whenever the real down and dirty stuff in Jesus's life happened. And then compare that to the second chapter of Acts whenever Peter stood up. He's a different guy. There's definite, he was born again. He was a follower of Jesus. He went around, he spent three years with him. He got the message. But it wasn't until the Holy Spirit was poured out on all on all flesh and sealed him, gave him, empowered him, gave him dunamis power to operate in the spiritual things. Listen, you want to be a great evangelist? How many, how many, how many of you have stood up and, and brought three thousand at one meeting to the Lord? I mean, he's a different guy and running from the handmaiden say, oh, you were one of them. No, no, I didn't know him. I didn't know him at all. Yeah, there's a little transformation there, I think. Read, read, throw your doctrine out, read the truth. Okay? I'm not trying to be ugly or mean or anything. I'm trying to get you to discover the truth and let it set you free, and let it empower you, and let it be all, make you all that you need to be, that the Holy Spirit wants you to be, that wants that empowering in your life.
it, it's good. It's good. Listen, call that number. If the Holy Spirit is kind of jerking on your heart tonight, call that number. Get, get those people to pray with you and they, ask them. They know how to. They know how to lead you into the baptism of the Spirit. If you're not born again, man, they they know how to lead you to Jesus and get you uh, get help you gain the power to become a son of God, uh, to become a child of of the King of Kings. They can help you with that. You call that number 806-338-2929-806-338-2929. And join us again next week. I'm out of time right now, but I'm I'm just telling you, I'll have some good folks on down the road, and we're going to Sometimes I get to preach and teach and, and, and do things, and I love to do that, but I love to have other voices come in here and, and, and uh, speak in agreement. And they're not all from the same you know, little batch. A lot of my friends are, are faith, you know, word of faith people. Some of them are uh, charismatic and, and uh, full gospel and uh, Baptist and Methodist and I mean I have I have lots of friends and they're going to come through here and they're going to speak the truth they're going to speak some good things into your life and so you just keep coming here and keep kind of remember you know sign in let us know you're there uh, interact with us on these on these media places where we have uh, things going on if you can't watch well, then flip over to the the Fred Hughes show and that podcast can be heard or you can listen to what we're saying or the preaching, the teaching every every Thursday night. We record this in four different locations. One is uh, um, Facebook. Another is, is YouTube. Another is LinkedIn and another is Twitter. All four of those places. This is streamed live. And so uh, take advantage of watching one of those if you have that ability. It's all at 7 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time um, right here from Texas. Panhandle of Texas, this little flat part up at the very top. That's where this that's where I'm sitting in a, in a town called Amarillo. It's actually it's a pretty good city. It's, it's not a town, but it's it's a good it's a good uh, good size city. So anyway, that's uh, that's that. I'm going to wrap it up right now. That's um, my message to you tonight. My encouragement to you tonight is to get along with God, read His Word, and don't let other people or other denominational thought don't just just push all that aside and just read it for what it is and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you to show you the truth, to to help you understand what he's saying, not what somebody else, not some tradition of men, but what he wants you to hear. I'm just telling you, it's, it's good. Don't be afraid. God loves you. He has nothing bad to give you. I promise. This is Fred Hughes. God bless you and good night. Let me pray over you right quick. Father, I just thank you for everyone on the sound of my voice, everyone that might listen to the top podcast. I, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will come and, and just drench you with his presence and give you an, a clear understanding of, of his presence in your life and the ability to minister to you through his word the truth that will set you free. Father, we don't, any of us, have it all figured out. And some of us have studied years and years and years, and we still don't have it figured out. But Holy Spirit knows all things that we need to know. And he'll give it to us little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept. He will feed it into us and bring out the truth. And we will walk in the freedom of that truth in our life, the victory of that truth in our life, the power of that truth in our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Listen, I want to just encourage you to go to our website. It's www, the word decision, and then 
the numeral one dot org decision one dot org if you go and uh just sign in there we have a little giving tab back on uh, one of those pages back there it's a i think it's wow and now's uh, tab uh and it will allow you to uh feed give into our ministry uh ministry is free but it takes some dollars to put things together to do that and do all the stuff that needs to be done uh, to travel, to go places, to do things, set people free. It, it costs money. And so, and I'm not ashamed of, of uh, asking for money because if you, it gives you the ability to sow into and become a part of everything that we do. And Jesus said, if I give, if you give even a cold cup of water to a little child, there's a reward in it. Let me tell you, uh, we do good ministry. And I pray over you that you are so enriched that God so blesses you that you can give to every good work, not just this one, but every good work that you come up against. I pray that for you, that every good work that you see, that every time the Holy Spirit says give to that ministry, I pray you have more than enough to give to those to, to what he has directed you to give to. And so I just bless you in Jesus' name. Join us again next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining in on us tonight. If you enjoyed the show today, be sure and get the download and the uh, show notes that we have available for you. If you agree that this is place to be, invite your friends. Use those little buttons to uh, connect us to your Facebook friends and others. And if you have not subscribed, do it today. Check out our free downloads. This is the Fred Hughes Show signing off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.